Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Sit here, and one of us will sit there. No, I just saw another mic there, so I was like, I just was confused. Yeah, <laughs> what was sense. taking place? Um, all right, uh, you found the place, huh? Yeah, you found it. I took a moment to try to convince Marlo to come here with me just to, on uh, her, well, on her way up to a doctor's appointment, and I thought it'd be funny if she came in for two seconds, but. Yeah, She's let's providing great content with the question. She has, right? Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. She's had, she's had some doozies. Yeah, I uh, said... I've actually been kind of saving my powder in a sense because uh I've I've got some really kind of interesting esoteric ones that <clears throat> I've been saving because uh they've the the interview so far I don't want to call it an interview. The the talk, whatever, has uh-huh. been they've been really good and it doesn't feel like they need that little thing, so I just grab a random question. But she's got some really great ones. Yeah. Uh, did you win that for this podcast yeah, yeah. that hasn't come out yet? Yep. Uh, um And you won an on air mic award. Oh, I thought that's what you were pointing to. What was the other thing you were pointing uh, to? Uh the the um gold, gold Donald Trump headphones. No, 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 I didn't I didn't win those. I stole those. Uh got it. it was it was a it was like the last kind of caper that I pulled off. Got you know, it, I did the Great yeah. Train Robbery. Yeah. A yeah. recreation of that. Yeah. <clears throat> but nobody gives a shit about mail anymore, so that was stupid. Um, and then, yeah, I got the I got the Mikey, which is, that's what that's called. A Mikey? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, What'd you win it for? Uh, best use of Mike, just knowing uh, Mike's skills. Mm-hmm. You know, just being in a, the general area of the mic. Like, not to be too far or too, to close. too close. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not to talk too loud. or Right. And yeah. and, to, and just, uh, uh, it's also about respect, you know, yeah. in, in, in an intri- intrinsic way, you know, yeah. who, it's hard to quantify, but it, it, the top, well, there's one, one guy I didn't really, uh, I was surprised he was nominated, but uh, it's about a, a, Showing respect in a way. Can you say who it was? I mean, can I? Is that cool? Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys want to call legal? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. It was Gavin Newsom, you know, and uh, I just don't think he has a good understanding. I mean, I love some other aspects about him. Uh, this is not a reflection on him as a person or anything. I just don't think he has the podcast mic skills that yeah. so many other deserving people do. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I um, purposefully didn't wear my two necklaces. You gave me just one of them because they clang together. Mm-hmm. 
that it starts to sound like that that. will get you nominated for a mic. I'm kind of hoping it's that kind of behavior and that kind of professionalism. Thank you. That will get you nominated. (laughs) Thank you for a mic'y. Oh, honey, thank you. I mean, I have no. I'm not on the committee. I'm not. I'm just saying you should. Okay, Um, guys, I'm going to take off. Well, Uh, I could be on the committee. I could be. I could be. I could. I know people. uh, Um, I will know people on the committee. Do I get paid for this, or is that (laughs) it? Am I done? What else? You want to talk about what you got coming up? Um, Let's see. Oh, I've got uh, tonight. I've got a date night. Super hot. Not, well, this probably won't go out for a little while. So yeah, but date nights every every week. So is it? It better be. Is it? Date night has to be every week. I think I told you a while ago. Uh, I was reading an article about it was a. This is years ago, um, but uh, a family. They're both teachers, mom and dad, and two kids. And they were, uh, I can't remember where they lived, in the state somewhere. And they decided to, things were getting bad, so they decided to go to, um, uh, it was either the Caribbean or Mexico. It was some kind of idyllic, you know, beachside thing. And they were talking about their life and mm-hmm. um, how it's better and it's worse in different ways. And uh, one of the things was uh, the success to part of their success to their marriage was that they have a date night once a month. And I remember reading that and going once a month, God, that motherfucker is so lucky, you know, (laughs) and, and bringing that to your attention. Honey, we can do, um, we can do one night a week and I'll do three nights with someone else. You already go out all the time. I'll I'll do a date night. I'll pick three, three different people. If that makes you feel better. No, No, just one with you. It's, it's the um, one with Timoth- Timothy Chalamet. Sure, yeah, get him. See um, if we can get him. Uh, Emma, uh, Google uh, Timothy Chalamet is the actor and his availabilities to go for, out on a date, date night. with my wife. Yeah, date night. I'll load his Google Cal right up. Okay, thank you. It should be on his IMDb page. Which <laughs> night he's available to go out on a date night with my wife? It should be listed somewhere. <laughs> Can I actually ask you both to just pull the mics in a bit closer? Oh, we're never getting nominated. <laughs> no. Thank you so much. Better? How's that? That's great. All right. Um, you know, uh, no, once a week is good. It's, it is good. You know, Especially because we don't, you, there's traveling involved, so it's, it's not really once a week. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think just even the effort that we make, you know, to say like once a week, we have time together. We like get to go have a beer, have great food, like enjoy each other's company. And, you know, since our lives and careers are so um, dependent on work and where that might take us or, you know, changes from minute to minute. And our and our psychological outlook is yeah. dependent on work. I know yeah, that's absolutely. true for both of us. I actually told a friend of mine, you know, um, which I, I, we always have loved, like we, we often try to go get um a beer or something at the end of the day as like right you know not even a date but just like a i almost yeah, think of it as like a, in a check-in like yeah. a you know a minute <laughs> don't under don't undersell the importance of the beer part That's yes important. and a good beer <laughs> and a good beer <laughs> a good, good guinness yeah we gotta go to but um i don't think i had I, I think i had undervalued how kind of important that is both for you and i as a couple but just um, to drink, to drink alcohol. No, no, I said that to my friend Priya, and she was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" That at the end of the day, you reserve the time you have left with childcare for one hour with your partner 
to just talk about the day, like, you know, to go have a beer, but to talk about or not to talk when we sit there sometimes in silence, sometimes we look at our phones, sometimes we're we get so deep in conversation. I, you know, beg Stacy to stay an extra half hour. Like, I just think that that's uh, it's it's a privilege, but it's also just like a good a good reason, I think, for our for why we have such a good relationship. I think the alcohol has a lot to do with it, too. I think you're you're I, I really want to go back to that part. Um because, you know, we've been up because, uh, you know, to get, get our kid off to school and everything, we get up at uh, seven, um, which isn't crazy. But, um, you know, so by the end of the day, it's been, uh, what was that, 10 hours? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, I, you know, literally by the end of the day, not the end of the night and all that. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to go out and just also check in with all the stuff we've got to, you know, uh, uh, the responsibilities we have, things that we've done. I called the plumber, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then, and then hang out with her. I, I hang out with a uh, Marlo and you go out and meet uh, whichever friend it is for drinks. There's so many. There are. But then there's my, my date nights with Timothy. Yeah. Um, got to factor those in. How was your night last night with your editor? Um, it was great. Yeah. Um, it was really nice. I went and uh, hung out with my friend, who's also um, my editor for the New York Times, has done a couple pieces there with me, and um, uh, it was nice. We talked, we talked um, a little bit about the world, but not too much. We also mainly talked about um, she works. She's working on a her a podcast um, that I love. Uh, very much called the run up, which will you know be out by the time still that this is this is happening. And I just was picking her brain all about it because I'm, as you know, fascinated by American politics. And um, uh, I think Ested Hernan is a really brilliant, brilliant um, political reporter. And and um, so Rachel gets to be on, gets to help produce his podcast, and I think it's it's really awesome. So it was a good, it was a nice dinner. It's good. Good. Where'd y'all eat? I went to Kai. Um, that just reminded me of something. It was, uh, uh, editing, uh, podcast, your friend, Shit. Emma, can <laughs> you replay the last 15 minutes? <laughs> uh, all right. I'll, I'll think of it in a second. It was, it was something to do. Uh, all right. Forget it. Let's move on. <clears throat> Sorry. Apologize. Um, what not, do you know what number guest I am? Like what, how many people you've had on? And I assume this won't be in order. It'll be. No, it won't be in order. Uh, I think you're the eighth, I believe. Are we around there? Yeah. About eighth. eighth? About eight. Nice. Wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah. You're right. And there's no, there's no limit. Like you're just going to keep going until you feel like the season (laughs) is done. Uh, no, I, I'm legally obligated to do 520. (laughs) I have 520 episodes back to, to do. back. Yeah, so that uh, would be 512 left. Yep. Yeah. Um, which means I got to get 512 more questions from Marlo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this has been good, and as I said, I think you this is kind of up your alley. Uh, you would enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I you know that's some of what I do with um, my newsletter. Um, Listening in Plug the dark. Plug that. Tell it. Yeah. Say oh, it. Listening in the dark. Um, it's a 
newsletter that I started about a year ago. We're actually coming up on the one year anniversary um, in the beginning of 2024. Are and, you going to have a party or celebrate it? Um, I I don't think so. I'll probably like write an essay for it, but I think uh, I think. You don't want to rent like a rooftop at a hotel or something like in Soho? I mean, with your credit card, sure. No, no. <laughs> um, no, I don't want to do that. I, I think, you know, you very smartly got off social media, which I think is for the most part, I think you plug obviously doing your tours and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm not on it. I never no. put anything on there. I don't go I know. on there and anymore. And you used to be. I mean, we used to both yeah. sit on the couch and look at, you know, Twitter, RIP. Um, you know, we, we used to be looking, I think a lot more and a lot more engaged and it's just become, or maybe it's always just been a horribly volatile numbing place. It's um, terrible. And that's yeah. why I got off way before, you know, any of the current, uh, yeah. awfulness. And I got, when, when my phone busted for the last time for good and I had to replace the phone, um, I, and I got a new phone and I had to transfer everything. I purposely didn't. Yeah. transfer that so i and that when when did when did i mean that's like a year ago yeah um well i felt that which is why i started a newsletter it was just um i first of all i wanted i wanted my writing to not feel have so much pressure i wanted to feel like i could just like put out a you know we just did a, a recent essay on like the audacity of dermot mcrooney uh mulrooney uh and his um you, you know, know he changed his name he did yeah, to Dermot McRooney. <laughs> Wait, how do you pronounce his last name? It's it was Mulrooney. Mulrooney Dermot Mulrooney. Thank you, my brain. But um, he changed. Dylan McDermott. No, but there's Dylan absolutely. McDermott. I would never. <laughs> um, no. Um, but just sort of talking about rom coms, which, which, which you know was, I love. Which one was the one in Independence Day? I always get those two mixed up. It's either I don't know. Uh, one was in Independence Day, and one was in. Uh, um. That I have no it idea. It was like the porn uh, <laughs> satire of Independence Day. It was like, uh, in in this penis gay, I think it was called. They're not very clever names when they do the parodies, but, you I'm know. I'm not seeing either of them in Independence Day. Um, okay. It's either Dermot Paxton or Dermot Pullman. Oh. Der oh, wow. I see. Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. That's yeah. it. Why did we bring up Bill Pullman? Because you, because one of them is always mixed up for the other one. Oh, I mean, I can't, that's impossible to me. That's so crazy. But I understand, I mean, I just think that, anyway, this, I, brought, I only brought this up to talk about my love of rom-coms, which you know I love, and um, you do not, and that's fine. And uh, No, I like a good rom-com, I just don't like the cheat. Name me a good rom-com that you love. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that that too. Uh, um, the story last, of Jesus, last temptation of Christ. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I. You know what I really enjoyed? I don't think it came. It came out. I don't know if it if you can find it, but uh, oh, you saw this with me. I think um, they came together. The oh, David yeah. Wayne. I think he. I think Wayne and which kind uh, of mocked the format of yeah. a rom com. Yeah, and it was it's so great. Really, it was really funny. Amy Poehler and um, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. So and good. Uh, so good so so underrated that movie i really liked well, I it didn't, didn't really do, i mean it was here and gone in a second yeah and i don't think it did much but well, uh, I, that's from what i understood because i remember we watched we're like this is great how come nobody yeah. talked about it and i think it's because people 
genuinely thought it was a real rom-com. Well, David showed me and a so, review. Yeah, that where so the guy people misunderstood the yes. whole point of it. He's I, this is a guy who's done nothing but comedy movies. Yeah, yeah. And that type of comedy movie, yeah. he already did. You know, Wet Hot American Summer, and I think it was him and uh, Ken Marino wrote it, and. Uh, it's just kind of spot on, really yeah. funny, perfect thing. And all the dumb cliches. It's very Hallmark, uh, you know, like yeah. one of those Hallmark things, which I I think I told you this. I got, I it was uh, part of the tour where I was out for a while because I was shooting Umbrella Academy in between the things. So I was out for like, we when, when I, when I structured this last tour, it was so that I could go out for you know, three, four days, mm -hmm. come home for three or four days. But there were, uh, twice, there were chunks in there where I had to uh, fulfill this other uh, 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 responsibility, to, uh, work, acting stuff. So these three or four dates, I couldn't go home. I had to go to Toronto and shoot those episodes. And um, so I was gone for like 19 days. That was like the longest stretch in the whole run. And I got... Really, <laughs> I really got into, uh, in a in an obsessive way, the Hallmark. Uh, oh, I remember things. this. Like the, I remember this, and, and you were texting me either screenshots or just texting me the names of some of them. Going like, oh I, I can't God. even believe this exists. It's they're all. It, first of all, I didn't know this until I was, and I'd be like, you know, because it's a. You know, being out on the load road is a lonely mistress, and uh, you know you're just your your hours are completely fucked up, and you're sitting in your hotel room and you're scrolling because you can't sleep. And then I got obsessed with watching. Like I have to know how this is, what corny bullshit cliche this is going to end in, and it's all complete. Like uh, Talk about AI writing something. AI could easily <laughs> write every single thing you see on the home. There's and there's like yeah. seven channels. There's sub genres. There's like uh, just Christmas. Yes. There's oh, yeah. just Christmas. Oh, yeah. Then there's just holidays, which could yeah. be Thanksgiving or um, uh, I probably not Purim, but you know, like uh, uh, you know, Fourth of July, whatever. There's like holiday themed. Then there's just regular stuff. It's and it's almost always. Uh, uh, you know, somebody from a big city goes to a small town. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean, eighty percent of them are uh someone from the city who's you know forgotten how to enjoy life and the simpler pleasures, uh, and is always on their phone and has to do a meeting and uh, you know, goes back either back home or has to go a reporter or a lawyer or the somebody who runs a. a you know, a business has to go to the small town. Do you, do you remember the one? There was one that you sent me a picture of that had a title and I don't remember what it was. That was the most ridiculous. Ugh, I'll, I'll see if it comes to me. But there was a couple that you had sent that I thought were fake um, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway, those are not the rom-coms. I've actually been in one. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. A Hallmark one. I think we were just starting to go out when you were... Yeah, and you yeah. were like, that's the girl for me. Yep. That's um, what I want. I want to make fun of this 16 years from now. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just... Uh, the the best one I ever saw, just because of its... Um, I, I, it, the audacity of it was the... Um, 
girl who finds out she's Jewish. She was adopted and she finds out her birth mother, biological mother, was Jewish. And that completely throws her out of whack. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, and it's just the the it's terrible. It's so bad, but it's I'm talking good enough to be funny. Some yeah, of them, of course. Some of them are just boring, but the clicheness where you can just plug in any good looking actor, any good looking actress, and just you know, it's it's and the the it, there's something I really came came to appreciate about them, and also at the kind of at that time, um, you know. We had uh, uh, the ill-fated project, uh, Guru Nation, that Bob and Bill Odenkirk and I wrote and were hoping to shoot. Had a one of the lead characters that his life's aspiration was to make Hallmark rom-com movies, and yeah. um, uh, and then Bill wrote up this like brief little thing. It was like. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving in Christmas Town or something like that, or thanks uh, <laughs> Christmas time in Thanksgivington or something like that, and it was just so silly. And then we expanded on it, and I wrote up this. I actually wrote like a a, a scene, like almost a, a thing, and we were kind of swapping it around. And it was so fucking fun to do, and so dumb and funny. Uh, I was like, uh, maybe this is its own thing. You know, this could be its own thing. Yeah. Thanksgiving in Christmas Town <laughs> or whatever it was. Bill, you could, Bill you could wrote do that. that one up. Uh, Does it sound? That sounds like an AI title, like you said. It's, if anything, uh, could be written by, outside of like new country music, if anything could be written by AI, it's. A rom-com? It's a Hallmark rom-com. A Hallmark rom-com. Yeah. Rom yeah, that is kind of, it's different than the regular ones too, the ones that I wrote about in a particular essay. You're, but, you were talking about big budget movies with Sandra Bullock But and also very specific and, ones that, that elicit a kind of like dopamine response and a kind of joy that is, of course, cheesy, but very, very cathartic in a world that's um, like sad and numbing in a lot of ways. And I also briefly talked about, which... My editor of my newsletter was like, we should go into this more. I was like, I feel like this is a separate conversation, but that it's not just about romance. You know, I think things like Harold and Maude and with Nail and I, I think those are buddy rom-coms. You know, they're rom-coms. It's about love in a different way. Yeah. It's about. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, I mean, if. I mean, sure. I mean, but. it is, but you, but I think there's like, this is, this is my um, perception of it anyway. And I think rom-com comes with such a, can come with such a narrow lens. And I think the idea of like love between two people or, or, or love over a common thing that is loved by two people to me is what a rom-com uh, can carry is what the term can, can mean. Sure. If you were to expand it beyond what we. Yeah. Beyond the hallmark it, or yeah, like, you yeah. know, the. 10 Things I Hate About You, the sort of more traditional, straightforward ones. Mm -hmm. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Hey everybody, uh, it's your old pal Dave here. Um, letting you know that this show episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, let me ask you something. What are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Where are you already crushing it? Think opposite of New Year, New You. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually <laughs> eat breakfast too. <laughs> Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Now, I've, uh, I myself personally have, uh, enjoyed the benefits of therapy. Um, one of the benefits was they told me to mix it up with your voice, with your speaking voice. Do something different. Be a character if you want to hide behind that. Uh, but I do, uh, I have had, uh, uh, loads of therapy and, uh, currently on about 75 milligrams daily of Zoloft. See, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com senses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash senses get started on your resolutions with factor factors ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning <laughs> all these people are stressed out and sets you up for success in the new year skip the grocery stores prep work and cooking fatigue <laughs> instead get chef crafted dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week including options like keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more plus over 55 weekly add-ons you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions need a special occasion meal gourmet plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily when things get hectic factor is flexible change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime Look, stress less over mealtimes in the new year. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, free up time, otherwise spent shopping, cooking, and cleaning up. How's my stomach? Looks like I could use a, fa a factor fresh meal. Factor is everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash census50 and use code census50 to get 50% off. That's code census50 at factormeals.com slash census50 to get 50% off. Anyway, I, st I started writing that new newsletter just to get away from social media and to sort and we're, of feel... We're back to Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, see, not easy, not easy. Um, yeah. It, it, do you ever confuse Dermot Mulrooney with Declan McManus? I don't know who that is. It's Elvis Costello. It's really is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You should have him on this podcast. Okay. Done. <laughs>
You're, you're like every person I sat next to on a plane in the <laughs> 90s when they're like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, a stand-up comedian. Um, oh, you should get on The Tonight Show. Oh, my God. Okay, you're right. Sure. That's why I remember my mom once going, you should play Meryl Streep's daughter. That's what you should do. <laughs> and I was like, okay. you know what, Mom? You're right. Let me get on it. <laughs> Let yeah. me get I'll, get I'll get right on it. Would you make some calls? I'll give you 10%. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. The you brought it back to the thing you wrote about rom coms. Yeah, I I wasn't even bringing that up to talk about rom coms, other than to say that I wanted a place for my writing and my work to not have the pressure of, you know, being having to be a book which has to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, very very sharp, very well thought out arguments about things um, and or things for the New York Times or the cut or the New Yorker places where I've written that also have to have that. But also, I think in recent years, because of the political landscape is being published less and less because um, either there's sort of fear about talking about that or people just want to publish, you know, they're they're not necessarily interested in evergreen writing and on big Mm. concept things they want thing they want writing that is you know of the moment that's happening right now that's that's feels like it's worthy of going viral or something like that so to me what i really loved about the Substack model and about starting a newsletter was really the sense of having a, a community where people can return to it and expect the same thing and um and just a place to sort of and there's put not all my an obligation writing you and there's not an obligation you know yeah. you're not well there is because people pay some people no pay no for I mean I don't mean but... an obligation to put something out there but there's not an obligation to um, always you know comment on the uh, yeah. what's happening in Israel or Gaza or well, there's none of that I mean that's the other thing is that social right. media this change happened last year when I when my book um, of the same name listening in the dark came out. Instagram had changed its algorithms, and I think anyone who's on it remembers this. Um, suddenly, you weren't you weren't seeing the people that you quote unquote followed, who are people's pages you like to see. You were seeing whatever it dictated and whatever the algorithm wanted you to see, and vice that versa. Was Twitter, I think, wasn't it? Not was it, it was it? Instagram, and it, I'm sure it was Twitter too. But Instagram had a huge thing where they made a full pivot towards Reels which are essentially mm. the videos that they, so they wanted people to be posting less photos and more reels in order to create subscribable pages so that you can get paid and therefore sub, uh, therefore Instagram can get paid what did for I your content. S- why did I start getting so much porn? Um, Probably because you were searching porn at some point. Is that what does it? That might do it. All right. Because, um, yeah. yeah, I was wondering. I I'd put like, uh, uh, just, you know, tit wink. Right. And then, uh, you know, hoping to hot, hot Tibby, sex, sexy, hot Tibbies. No, no, this is a uh, uh, Amber Tamblin lookalike. Titwank is a is a is an English c- confection. It's like a chocolate thing. Uh, I mean, it's like a bonbon, but English. And uh, and so I wanted to get some. I wanted to find out where I could get those in the States, if you can get them in the States. And I was bombarded with. The this most, feels like an excuse. Uh, well, you can call it what you will, but uh, I'm telling you a fact. I put in the search bar tit tit wank tit wank one word tit wank yeah. and and uh, and then I just started getting uh, just tit, real tit wanks. Lots of that. 
well, I don't know what a titwank is, but I'll tell you what the images came up. Right. It was filthy. It was uh, nothing that Mike Johnson would ever uh, <laughs> uh, condone. By nor the time his, this comes his, out, no one's going to know son. who that is. Look, look, there were a man taking his filthy, disgusting, mm-hmm, and putting it between a woman's, mm-hmm. no, nope, a woman's, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. close, closer. Squish, squish. Nope. Oh. Yeah. And then doing, you know, whatever that is where the white stuff comes out. I don't know. I don't want to know. You know, and that's why I'm an Orthodox Jew. (laughs) I don't, because I want to know, I want to limit my ability to know pleasure. (laughs) Yep. Ugh. Remember my old joke about when I see a, when I see a young uh, uh, Orthodox girl, you know, like in a stroller yeah. crying, just screaming, crying. It's like, oh, she just found out what her life is going to be like. It's horrible. <laughs> you guys know, you get, you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, and then I would, I'd follow up with no choices, no choices, no choices. You don't get to make any choices. Hey, how, how fitting that you'd say, oi. Oh, I did say that, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> sorry. I had just been adjusting the levels. I'm sorry, Amber, would you mind just moving your mic in a little bit more? <laughs> um, how about yeah. now? So let's tell everybody, uh, I know this will be way after the fact, but, um, is this good? Yes, okay. that is good. Thank you. Sorry. Um, what you and I, I can't see her as well, so thank you. Oh, all right, you're okay. Um, tell everybody what your Halloween costume was this year. Uh, my Halloween costume this year, um, wasn't long ago. I know I didn't have one. So you didn't I, have one, I didn't have one. No. Oh, I thought okay, I thought you were. I thought you were you went as non-binary Hamas. No, that's definitely not what I what I went as. Really? No, for well, sure. I mean, I was just guessing that from. So, what was it? You so you didn't have anything. It was just regular. No, I had. Um, oh. I had. I went as a six-year-old chaperone. Um, I had a weird pink wig on. I was kind of. I was kind of like a little bit like a um, like. 90s era Gwen Stefani meets the Joker. I don't know what I was doing. I like took all my makeup and spread it all over my face and then had a pink wig on. It was a weird. It, see, to me, no it, doubt vibe. It seemed very much like when somebody uh, who's not that familiar with American culture comes over and, and back in the like early 80s, um, late 70s, early 80s makes a film about America and the future and like in 1999, you know, and then that's like the, what the future of America is going to look like, like a punk. Just like a punk, sad mom. Yeah, somebody who has no, no concept of, Mm -hmm. of what that was, but sort of has a vague, just through, uh, you know, certain imagery and stuff from their country. Let's say uh, Romania before it fell. Whether at the gym, not me, on the go, sure, or between meals with the fam (laughs) and my bros, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit. 
fueled, and feeling good. If you're busy and constantly on the go like me, well, that's not necessarily true, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. What? Okay. I'm smarter just thinking about it. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like swaganda, okay, lion's mane, I've had that actually, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Hey, get out of the Mosh Pit and into the Mosh Protein Bar Pit. <laughs> your brain is your number one tool. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Schreiber, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. Mosh now has a new line of plant-powered protein bars in three delicious flavors. For those who want all the protein and brain support in the original bar, now made with plant-based ingredients. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, or all three, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com senses to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off, plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering. Oh, you're going to drool. Moshlife.com slash senses. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash senses. What did our daughter go as? Uh, vampire butterfly. That's right. But tell them the best part of her costume. Well, she went as the entire band. So, uh, as you know, Vampire <laughs> Butterfly is a four-piece. Um, no, what was the best part of her costume? Uh, the best part of the costume was that we had a whole idea for the makeup on her face to make her look like this vampiric butterfly. And um, she was not having it. She wanted to do her own Vampire Butterfly makeup, which was fine. I was so scared oh, of that. right. I know and then she did, like, the little blood on her chin, yeah. down her... And then in the mirror, she wrote... She looked in the mirror. She looked in the mirror, and she wrote in the mirror, boo. On her forehead. On her forehead. But that means when you looked at her in person, it was backwards. <laughs> so she yeah. was walking around with a backwards boo in black writing right across her forehead. It was yeah. pretty cute. Pretty cute. It was pretty um, horrible. To us, not to anybody else. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, but this is a kid who has uh, quite a good, uh, vivid imagination and, and two years ago went as a volcano. She wanted to go as a volcano. She did go as a volcano. And you made her a volcano yeah. outfit, which is And great. she's also, she's very much into um, uh, dark, spooky, scary things. Um, except for Wallace and Gromit. For whatever reason, she's terrified of Wallace and Gromit. And I tried to show her one and she had, she, she made me stay in the bed and hold her. Really? Yeah, I completely terrified. I don't know if it was like the claymation or what, but this- Well, she's seen other claymation stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a kid who watches Fantasia and went for Halloween as the creature, the monster from Night on Bald Mountain at the end of that movie that's like yeah. this scary mountaintop demon. And she's like, I want to be that for Halloween when she was four. And here she's afraid of like a Wallace and Gromit bunny, that vampire bunny that eats all the vegetables. 
Well, I can sort of see that if you're six. I guess. You know, um, well, tell everybody, uh, tell uh, your um, your uh, gold medal parenting thing that you did recently. <laughs> what did I do? About what you showed her, what you allowed her to watch. That I have a lot of gold medals, David. Which one? Well, I was being facetious, oh. so what think of I, that. What did I allow her to Very watch? Very recently. Oh, Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> Where you were beating yourself up for that. Yeah. I uh, I did let her watch Wednesday, which I think is a pretty great show. Um, but the first for couple- For six-year-olds? Well, no. The first couple episodes were- um, were not not bad. It wasn't until they introduced this, like the hide. Yeah, the hide. This creature that is, you know, very stranger. She things. still talks about it. I know. I get it. Yeah. And she she had to sleep in our bed, and she was scared. Yeah. And yeah, I know. Um, listen, everybody's got to. Everyone's got to learn at some point. About, especially her. Especially her. Teacher. Yeah. Teacher young how to be terrified. <laughs> yep. All right. Um. Is this the best interview you've had so far? I mean, in 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 think about it. Yeah, yeah. In certain ways, uh, no, but in other ways, also not. No, no, not <laughs> yet. Uh, not yes. No. Um, I mean, best. What is best? What is is best? it the funniest? No. Are people laughing as much as they did at the other ones? Absolutely not. It's um, probably Bob, right? I imagine your other wife. We we had a lot of we had a lot of good. Uh, but they were just silly, funny. Yeah. They're all different. They all have different values. Yeah. There's, there's uh, plenty of value in this one. Have you um, had Janine on yet? You have, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. And I did, I, you know, brought up the thing about making a documentary. and I, <gasps> You did? Yeah. What did she say? Well, what she, you know, absolutely not. No, won't have it. Fucking no, no, no. Janine. I was like, I, you know, I'll do it. I'll be as inobtrusive. You can, you know, but no. So. You got to keep pushing her on it. Um. See, this is what happens when you live with someone. You just run out of conversation because you're like, we it's live the together. best. We're, I mean, it is. No, th what you're missing right now is a TV set that's playing something on it. <laughs> Where, or two know, beers. And we know. just pause to check our phones. And we still have to finish The Last of Us, right? We have one yeah, more, two more episodes, one more, one episode. more episode. I was just talking to um, somebody about that Nick Offerman ep episode. Awesome. And how that Amazing. was like a standout piece of television, just really, yeah, was, really good. It was beautiful. He, I, t I texted him and told him yeah. that it was just beautiful, and he yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Did you all see that? Yeah. Yeah. So good. And also the other guy, the um, uh, the other guy. That's a little, you know what I mean. The the, the, the really the only yeah, other yeah. actor, and it's the guy from the partner. White Lotus. Yeah. Um, who I said I was like for it, very early on, I was like when he was. In the hole, I was like, is that Rob Delaney? But, but it was uh, uh, Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. Yeah. It was yeah, just very good. fantastic. The whole episode is beautiful. And yeah, it was, and, and Nick just. It's also, perfect. it was also the kind of episode where I feel like they could have made, they could have made that a whole season about them meeting and about their life. And I'm glad they didn't. No, I'm glad they didn't either. Yeah. That to me is good writing. Like that they yeah. actually, you know, they made it one solid piece. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I never played the game though, uh, but I heard great things about the game. Yeah. Um, but it it also if if anything, it will hopefully. Uh, I know a lot of people are ignorant to the storytelling and the craftsmanship in video games and how uh singular and moving. A, a good game can be yeah and and 
sometimes poignant, sometimes scary. Sometimes Did you play funny. the game? I didn't. I literally just said. <laughs> Sorry. It, now that's our marriage in a <laughs> nutshell. I literally. You know what I was doing? Than- <laughs> I zoned out for a minute and I was like, oh, he's wearing Johnny Pizzolatto's hat. And I wonder, because today's, yeah. Today's voting election Today's day. election day. Yeah. And I was just thinking to text him. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I just very much zoned out all the way out. Um, no, I never played it. But I, uh, as I said, I heard really good things about it. But I'm not a big uh, scary game guy. Uh, I played them. I, I thought. Prey was amazing and Did you ever play that video game? Uh The Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah, several times over and okay. over again. Yeah. Um and uh Did you ever play it? Have no, you ever I played didn't. a video game beyond Mario Kart? Um yes, I played Tetris. Beyond No, I meant after Mario Kart. Oh, um Sega. I was like big into like the Sega <laughs> <laughs> the Sega what, stuff. The, what, the, what is it? What Sonic the Hedgehog. Nerd. Um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. I was super into. You non nerd. That's uh, <laughs> no Sega was a platform. There's been so many times that you have um, asked me, like, "Hey, there's a game I really think you would you would love," and I just don't have the capacity for it. I don't think. Well, you don't know yet. I mean, they're 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 they they work on uh, very. Uh, successful tricks and uh, um, in the sense of psychological like reward uh, they they meet out these rewards that get you to psychologically you're like oh I went through this whole thing and now I got this reward and I can go through that door and then you just want to go through that door and then you end up playing some more and yeah. it's not a bad thing it's a it's a you know convention that I mean goes back to you know gambling and stuff but uh, uh, there's so many great well acted, well, um, really imaginative, singular games that don't that that story and that feeling does not exist anywhere else. Right. You the uh, I've told you about this one. I'm not going to uh, ruin it for people who haven't played it, but the uh, the ending of the first Bioshock game. You have mentioned this many is, times. Was yeah. one of the most like I have had. Less than 10 of those experiences, even in movies or books where I was like, I never saw it coming. It was such a brilliant twist that I never saw coming. And it was just, uh, I still think about it. And, um, and there's, yeah, there, there, there are these games, um, you know, that, well, the one I played the, uh, oh, shoot, uh, that somebody had recommended life is strange. Mm. Amazing. Where you're, you, it, you kind of choose options and yeah. the, the story follows and um just- i feel i feel like for me I, I don't know and part of this is just like i would like to read more books which a lot of people you think read, nobody I know, reads everybody as says that as you <laughs> everyone says that but i read a lot of poetry books but i don't yeah, but you read book books i do but I, there's just you're you, gonna let that one slide you're what? not gonna that i said book books instead of <laughs> like um, put poetry no, it's books more just then... about ignoring um i i think that uh i think that like you read you you've read so many different kinds of authors and you're always saying if you read you know this author have you read all of dennis johnson like i haven't even read all of dennis johnson's books and i love him as a writer you introduced me to train dreams which is one of Mm -hmm. my favorite books and still haven't read all of his work and so that's i I wouldn't even put that in his top five so to me i feel like uh, i can't start learning the world of video games until i have read 
some more books. And also, um, I said this to Rachel last night at our dinner. Uh, I have been with you for 16 years and I still don't understand baseball probably as well <laughs> as I should. You know, well, you have a well, you've, you've I feel like I really way. got into it this last time. Yeah, you, I really you certainly did. Yeah. know more than you did. Yeah. And the more you know, and this is uh, applicable to any sport across the board, the more you know, the more you appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I remember watching. I'd love to get in, into a place, though, where I don't have to ask you questions every three seconds. <laughs> well, about that takes it. a long time. I mean, yeah. there's a lot Does going on. Does it take on. longer than 16 years or? Yeah. Yeah. No, probably just a couple. Yeah. You just have to pay attention and retain what I. So when you ask me a question and yeah. I give you the answer, you remember that yeah. answer instead of. Have just, you played The Last of Us? <laughs> um, but uh, you also read so many poetry books because that's uh, you have a. Uh, I mean, obviously you have a love for it, but uh, you there's also a sense of obligation too because you have to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for reviewing or whatever, right. but. I'm also, I, I feel. But you read a lot. You really do. Yes, I do. The only person I know who reads more than you is uh, Bob. Your mom. My mom reads, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Susie reads a lot. Yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to her coming in tomorrow. I'm picking David's mom up at the airport. She is. Um, and then I'm leaving town. Did you get a uh, any clarity on whether she needs to be? No, I need to text um, Wendy okay. and find out. I also just need to figure out what her air, what air, I assume it's Delta, Delta. but. Yeah, it's Delta. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I think it'll be nice Just sit and read and I'm sure she's going to come with books for Marlo. It'll be nice to watch, uh, my mom read. It's nice to watch my mother-in-law read, <laughs> sit quietly and read. I just will can stare at her for seconds while she does that. <laughs> That's something that, um, our daughter is doing right now on purpose. Um, which is I've a friend of ours, David, his daughter, Sochi, he said that she's doing the same thing about. I think his food and he's an amazing cook. Um, but Marlo is saying to me often, like, I hate reading. Books are dumb. Like, I reading is boring. And then she kind of just stares at you waiting for a reaction. Right. Um, it's pretty funny to watch them try to manipulate well, I the I situation. I told you she read in the car uh yeah. the other day, just by herself. She picked up the she was like, Oh, this book is funny, the cranky chicken book. Yeah. And then just read it. Yeah. And there were two words that she uh, stumbled on. I told her what they were. But uh, um, other than that, she read a bunch. And then when I was, you know, saying, oh, that's great. It's really impressive. I'm proud of you. Uh, then she didn't. She was like, I don't want to read anymore. Yeah, that's exactly. Too many, too many pages for the next chapter. So I, I don't want to read. And then as, as when you compliment her, she yeah. shrivels and or shirks back. Yeah. and. Um, becomes like I don't want to do that. No, and and you just you you just reminded me when I left the house, I tried to get her to come by. I just just for a minute because she has mm -hmm. to go uptown, um, for a doctor's appointment. But I was like, do you want to just come by for a minute? We'll surprise Daddy. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, he's doing a podcast where he where he talks to people, and he's going to talk to me today. And she goes, hmm, I don't want to hear Daddy talk. That was it. Yeah. I think um, so harsh. I think a lot of a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> um, they, do you remember when I was like, "This is," she hit me and then and then kissed me, and <laughs> I was like, "That is my relationship with every woman encapsulated." Yeah, they want to they want to hit me and they also want to kiss me. 
I think that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that. And, you know, I, I, yeah, nothing but women <laughs> in my life. And they were super uncomplicated. Yeah. Um, God, you just, oh, yeah, I'm glad you clarified uh, why she's going uptown. Um, well, I just thought it was weird that I'm like, yeah, our six year old's going uptown. She's taking the F to the to the uh, Q to the, you know. Why would you take the F to the Q? You're right. I mean, why would That's you fair. just. That's fair. The C to the F is really what I meant. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. Take the C to the F. That's fair. Makes more sense from where we're from. Yeah. We're in Brooklyn. So, um, no, but I thought she has a appointment with her lawyer. No. <laughs> she's no, she's going to the doctor. Oh, OK. She's going to get a massage. She's really stressed out. Um, it's really, it's well, really, it's really stressful being in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things that just cracks me up all the time, although there's an innocent kid in the mix, is you can tell who dressed her, uh, you know, when, when she's out going to school, if you go pick her up, you would know who dressed <laughs> her, whether it was me or her. If it's you know, 62 degrees. No. And she's, yes. No. Yes, no, absolutely, yes. No. Y if you don't like it, you should take a step back and look at no, this. No, that's not. She's this is bundled up such with an a, exaggeration. It is not. It is. Absolutely, it, it is. is not. It nope. Is. Emma? <laughs> Could you Google? No, it's not. I. <laughs> it is because she, I, I don't what dress show her. What everybody how you dressed? The, so, and what it was the first thing I said to you when I walked in here? What was the first thing I said? Um, honey, I'm home. I said, honey, I'm over, way overdressed. Yeah, but do you, that's par for the course. Well, no. All right. You. But I did say that. And also I, with yes. Marlo. So that's, an, ex hang on, that's I'm an example. Hang on, I'm talking. That, I let her wear her, what she wants to wear. And I ask her to go outside and feel outside the door. What her temperature is, and if she says I'm cold or whatever, I give her something. Whereas you are the opposite, and you're just like, you know, suck it up. I survived Boston for 20 years, and I'm, you know, those words have never come out of my mouth. I mean, more or less. <laughs> well, how about less? Um, <laughs> uh, no, but you will uh, quite often. You have a winter coat and a hat, and it's not even close to that. And, uh, but that's how you'll send her out. And so we get, and you don't but know I this because I, I take her to school and she gives me the coat and she gives me that. She, she but runs around. also times when you take her to school and she goes, daddy, I'm cold. Yes. I want mittens. Pick me yes. up. I'm cold. So. Yeah. Well, some of that is. It's not is, really a good indicator then. No, uh, but some of that is, uh, she just wants to be picked up and carried. Yeah. And she senses, I, I believe. Part of it is because we say as much, but uh, that she's getting a little old to be carried everywhere. Yeah, and well, definitely. I, she's she's getting heavy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think she's, well, just old age. I mean, yeah. if she was a yeah. uh, tubby, I would still carry her. But, you know, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, I think she gets a sense that that time of her life is, is going, going yeah. is... is ending and she so she wants more than ever she's like me me and she does it in like a baby talk thing yeah and, yeah. and she wants to be carried because I, I do think she's getting an understanding like oh you're getting a little big for this yeah you know well we should tell everybody uh she's 15 <laughs> 
That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I'm just imagining a 15-year-old in that little portable stroller we have pushing her down the pushing her down the street. Um yeah, no, I I've told you that I don't overdress her unless she you wants do. No, unless she wants her gloves, her, you know, and her jacket. I, I'm never going to deny her any of that stuff. I'm yeah, just not going you, to start you, off that way because I know do. because I know that she's going to take it off and she's going to give it to me. Yes, it's and what too I know is for that a winter she will also do the opposite, which is go, I'm cold, I don't want to walk, pick me up. But she's talking about being freezing. She's shaking, I know, even but though she's, she's not, not. But I know she's not. I think she and is you know sometimes. I think she you is. You just contradicted yourself. No, you I literally think sometimes just said, she is Roll cold. it back. You literally <laughs> just said she's not, and then you said, I think she is sometimes. That, within 10 seconds. Sometimes. Sometimes oh, yeah, I okay. think that she is. All I think right. that she means that, and obviously the word freezing, when she says, I'm the, freezing, the, that's what I mean she's not. rests. She's right. not freezing, but she's cold, right? I think that underdressing her is well, yeah, also it's not, not a matter good. of semantics. I, I don't think that she's... I think it is a matter of semantics. You think she li- she's like saying, I'm literally 32 degrees. No, but for someone who is so uh, serious about words mattering the way that... Uh, yes. You know, the, the way that you do. Yes. What I'm talking about is that she's not freezing, but she is cold. So I know she I understand out, the concept, cold. Amber. She wants it, something <laughs> on, but also there are times when she oh, wants to take it Lord. off. <laughs> yes. I just... I will fight you on this. I, clearly. All right. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll check back in and let everybody know who won this argument <laughs> in about 20 years. Um, we'll see how she we'll see how she deals with the, the onset of fall and when yeah. she's 18 years old. Um, I'm also worried about. I shouldn't say worried. I'm. Conscious of. Figuring out middle school. Yeah, for, I know. Because we are in an amazing elementary school, but not a great middle school area. We're not zoned for a... Well, there's, you know, there's potential for, um, you know, for a, a new school might be opening up in our neighborhood, I heard about. What? Where? Um, I think I told you this. One of the moms no. was telling me, oh, um, uh, Coco's mom told me um, that there might be one opening over near... Uh, sort of up the street from us near a school, another school. Um, I'm being vague because I don't want to talk about our kids' school. Okay. But um, but I think I think she's going to be fine. I was I was just talking to you know I mean that might be that might be uh, short sighted, but I was talking to two friends who were debating whether to put their you know little girl in 3k or pre-k private school or public school and they're zoned in a really great area in brooklyn and i i said i would save that money i mean like you know you two you don't need to buy good culture for her you are the culture and they are they're two artists they're one's a award-winning playwright and his husband is is an artist and a dancer and a you know performer and his husband (laughs) Um, and so I just, I don't know. I feel like, um, we have faith in the, in the, in some of the aspects of the school system and know that, you know, we're giving her a great relationship to art and surounding her with artists and people and good experiences. Yeah, and but, that's and a look, lot we to do with your upbringing. We talked about this 
you know, obviously before, you know, as she entered the world and as, as time went on and as it got closer to having to figure out school, but, um, I was very, I felt very strongly that, uh, you know, barring some extreme that I wanted her to go to public school because mm -hmm. it's not simply the education that you're getting with two plus two equals four and I before E before C, but uh, except for whatever, whatever it is, I, I before E. Except. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> right. Dermot um, Mulroney. Say it three times fast. Declan McMurney. <laughs> um, and... There's value, you know, there's other value and uh, there's, there's, uh, uh, which obviously, you know, we talked about this at, at length yeah. and you, you understand and know and agree and very you know, much on the same th page. There's value that's, that's simply beyond the academic side, academic the education. Side of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, I, I talked about this in the last tour, you know, the last stand up special, the, the diversity and social skills she's, uh encountering and uh, are are just as valuable yeah you know um obviously if there was any kind of if we if we felt that she wasn't learning uh well or she wasn't in an atmosphere that uh was uh you know stimulating and yeah and, uh we would take her out but i mean she's excelling she's doing really well yeah and she's learning learning skills yeah. that, that you might not necessarily get in a, you know, all upper class. A lot of it is, is, uh, the classes, class system too. the, the, the economics, you don't yeah. want to be with a bunch of rich kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, my mom was, um, uh, my mom is a conflict resolution facilitator, but she's also worked in private schools in Los Angeles in the LA Unified School District for a very long time. She also worked in public schools, um, as did your mom, who was a, yeah. Susie was a um, English teacher. Mm -hmm. um, That's where I get it from. <laughs> Do you guys know David taught himself to read at the <laughs> age of four? Yeah, she tried to. <laughs> Susie once told me that, and I was like, oh, my God, that's why he's so insufferable. I didn't, though. There's no way. I did not teach myself how to read. <laughs> I'm going to go she edit also said three, which is even crazier. right now, and I'm no. going to put that. I was like, Mom, I did not teach myself David to read. David Cross is an actor, comedian, and, uh, and satirist who taught himself to read at the age of three that's i was like that's not true <laughs> some she was some myth she's trying to <laughs> I create love it. i love it um no it's simply not true i didn't learn oh but as i was gonna say is that my mom i mean would be like one of the first people to tell you you know the problems that are within private school systems you know and the kind of um entitlement that that creates in the world mm. especially for white kids you know rich yeah. rich white kids and um you know that's not not an issue in uh public schools as well there's a really amazing podcast um called nice white parents that came out of the new york times um about oh yeah yeah I, parents in brooklyn in particular sort of taking over public oh, that school, was like a serialized places. thing that, yes. that ended up being yeah. Oh, yeah. I I read kind of a synopsis of the story. It sounds fascinating. It was a story about one particular school, but... It was in Park um, Slope, right? 
I think so. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but yeah, so I just, I, I see the benefits in the same way you do of, of, uh, the public school system and, and understand that it's also very complicated. I think I had read some article recently on all this, um, this very sad stuff that happened at St. Anne's school where mm-hmm. a student took his life. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 there was a sentence in there that really encapsulated all of it for me. And I'm paraphrasing here, but it said, um, private schools have the means, but, uh, but not the, it wasn't the resources, but it was like, they have the means, but they don't have the, the care or the, um, I, I remember that I remember. And then what is the word and that public the... schools, you know, have the care, but not the resources. Yeah. Um, Care was not the word, but it was close to that. And I thought, ah, that's kind of, that kind of sums it up because yeah. I guess there's an expectation when you're paying $50,000 a month, a yeah, year, um, to, yeah. that you should be able to handle all of it. Don't you dare call us for a, you know. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say something. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, but it's also the, um, I think parents play a bigger uh, the 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 psych the psychology of the parents as human beings mm-hmm. and their flaws uh, play a bigger part in um, reflecting onto the kid, the student, it, when it comes to private schools because there's status involved that oh, there yeah. just isn't in public schools, yeah. and the the status is a is a weird thing to put on your kid and a weird thing to teach your kid. Um, I mean, it's an unfortunate part of life and not that you don't get this in different ways in a public school or with uh, people of less means, but um, it's really a big part of private schools and getting into the right school, the whole application. That's why people cheat to, you know, and bribe to get their kids in these things. It's not like I want them to be the CEO of a, you know, uh, aerospace company you know it's about a lot of it is status and how it reflects on the parents yeah and i had somebody tell me that that was one of the reasons to go to st anne's was that it was more about networking with the parents than it was the actual school which i thought was pretty pretty telling yeah i don't know if that's true for everyone i have several friends whose kids go there and don't feel that way but here that's what it is in england you know i mean uh and and all over the the world and uh um it's why this this idea of you know uh meritocracy and Mm -hmm. you know and uh the you know diversity hiring it's it's the idea that there's no uh um instilled systemic racism in this country there's no uh you know there's no nepotism nepotism doesn't exist in the as in the world, in the in American culture, or business culture, you know that's that's why people pay exorbitant amounts of money mm-hmm. and you know donate money to Yale and Harvard and Columbia and and Princeton and Stanford and wherever, so that their kids who aren't who are fuck ups who aren't that bright can ensure themselves in, entree into that world well i think even kids who are who are who are bright and who are not fuck-ups um they still want to you know have assurance that their kids um you know have a path into that world so yeah yeah. but they yes but uh it's more important for kids who 
are reach the age of 18 and it's pretty clear like, oh, this, this right. person, this kid is not. Or gonna... they don't know what they want to do and it's, right. you know, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, when you think about, uh, I don't know, like Bush and Trump and, you know, people that paid uh, to get into school. Yeah. Weren't particularly curious or bright, you know. What are your thoughts about, and I know this is so, you know, we're, <clears throat> by the time this comes out, everything will have changed again, but. What do you think about the poll numbers that came out showing that Trump is now ahead in five key states? Um, uh, I mean, I don't. You're usually horribly correct about these things in my experience, and it scares me. I don't uh, you're put always... a lot of stock into the, I think they're uh, overly simplistic, and they're basically, they're going, what party are you registered with? Uh, and what, how do you feel about? Uh, you know, this person and would you vote for this person? First of all, to take a poll number now is a year away from the election. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's just silly. Uh, it's useless. It's a waste of time. And, um, and I, I don't do any of that fretting, uh, about, oh my gosh. I mean, it, it shows that some people are not happy with, uh, Biden's performance and it shows and I think that's for uh, a, a number of kind of obvious reasons uh, their messaging isn't very good uh, people are unaware of the, of the uh, things that he's done that are the accomplishments yeah, really whether great. You, you know you call them accomplishments or not or whether you but he did do these things and I and when you go and you tell these people this is the same way I've, uh, same issue I had with them um, uh, with Bernie Sanders is mm. like, and you, and you were uh, a witness to this when we were in, uh, where were, you know, with a couple from Florida, where were we, you know, remember the lake house? Oh, uh, Wendy, yes. Wendy and, yeah. uh, my sister and sister-in-law had some friends who were, uh, uh, Republicans. Uh, <laughs> I said that like, <laughs> I just come <laughs> who were, well, let's, they were Republicans, but anyway, uh, anyway, they were a lovely, lovely couple, um, very nice. Uh, they're no and, longer with us. Uh, <laughs> um, no, they're, they're, they're really nice. I like them a lot. And we all uh, had dinner one night, and this is in Atlanta, and, um, uh, and it was before the, I guess, what was it, 2000... It was it was when Trump it was like Trump It was when Trump was running I think the first time against Hillary Clinton. Yes, because it was But it, but my whole thing was about uh Bernie Sanders. Anyway, d this is boring uh, and we'll cut this out. So <laughs> uh we'll get to this part which is that I told him of the positions without saying it was Bernie Sanders. Because he was very, oh, yes, I he remember was very anti-Bernie on a, in the sense of like, well, he's a socialist and da 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 da. And then I told him, well, he's, you know, uh, what do you think of this? And are you for these rights and whatever? However, I, you know, I took my time and he was agreed with all of them. I go, well, that's Bernie Sanders' platform, mm -hmm. and that's the opposite of Donald Trump's platform. Yeah, and this is before to. In, in the guy's defense, um, somewhat mitigating, but uh, it was before Trump proved all the things that people were 
yeah. saying about him, but yeah. uh, um, you know, people were like, "It's he's going to turn this country around, and no more, you know, he's going to drain the swamp and whatever, you know, uh, talking points they got, bumper sticker yeah. shit." Yeah. But yeah, it was a. It, so I think that's part of the issue with Biden and the Democrats are just, I mean, so frustrating and feckless and just, you know, uh, uh, shackled by the idea of like running numbers and, you know, and just they're fucking pussies. And, uh, and, and, uh, their work, there, there are so many things that people agree. If you take Biden's name out or Trump's name out or even Republican or Democrat and just say, how do you feel about this issue? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? And by far, uh, and it's been proven, these are, this is part of the polling thing, numbers, you know, people will go, oh, uh, that's, oh, I see, that's the Democrats position, or that's the, the Democrat socialist position, or that's the independent or the libertarian mm -hmm. or whatever. But, uh, and I think they've done a terrible job at, at, Towning his accomplishments and they they have uh lost and lost a long time ago the propaganda war you know the the yeah ability to fight back against you know uh the messaging the messaging you yeah. know Fox I feel like the only stuff the only messaging that is palpable and works for um you know our side of things right now is you know, the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned and the debate over abortion, which they're so lucky there. I know it's which so is really lucky. sad to say the that the only reason they're still in the game. A hundred percent is that the, is that the youth care about that people, men and women care about that. Everyone cares 70 about that. percent of America care yeah. about it. Yeah. Seventy percent. And they can that. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and we're still we're still not in a place where you know, people can recognize that that gets overshadowed by everything else. I mean, even just everything that just happened with trying to pick a speaker. I mean, the, it's it's so embarrassing. And how anyone could look at that and say, those people represent me. That's my party. That's what I believe in, mm -hmm. you know, is um, shocking to me. But how I many, guess how many? Uh, yeah. How many? What is it? Two hundred and I don't even know what the number of the Republican representatives in the House are 221, 229. I don't even know what it is, but literally 229 people hold America hostage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's true. And they're Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know, not all of them, but a bunch of them are just crazy. Yeah. And, you know, believe in these uh, insane conspiracy theories. Uh, and the new Speaker of the House is a, uh, creationist literalist mm -hmm. uh and that's just election denier oh that's the least of that's it. the least i mean of it, i know well if you believe adam and eve met a talking snake and <laughs> seriously then and yeah. you you're the speaker of the house and you you are the head republican yeah and you believe that adam and eve were ta a talking snake gave them an, a bad apple and then they ate the apple and god was upset after he, I mean. I mean, when you put it that way, it's really scary. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right, Amber. Uh, well, thank you. Are we, are we done here? We're almost done. If you can hold it for five minutes. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a question as I ask everybody. Okay. Uh, uh, about a question from Marlo. Okay. Um, 
Let me get it over here. I have one picked out specially for you. Okay, thank I you. I do that for everybody. Yeah. All right. And look, my whole thing, when I asked you to- <laughs> My love. A million. Um, uh, was- What if I just made you hold my hand through this <laughs> <Yes>. whole thing? <laughs> I don't like uh, holding hands. It's a real thing. David does not like to hold I don't, hands. I don't doesn't. like it. Um, okay, that's enough. I got to get my phone. Oh, my- um, my whole thing was just to make this, you know, not uh, special or whatever and just treat you like any other guest that I fuck, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. From Marlo. Okay. So this is a question from, and again, she doesn't do these specifically for people. I'm just picking yeah, this no, out. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Amber Tamlin, my daughter Marlo, has a question for you. Why do you get tired at night? <laughs> that does feel like that is specifically for me. Yes, um, I picked that one especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get tired at night because you're up all day long. Um, working, thinking, dealing with the world, and you're like a... A battery, and by the end of the day, I'm like answering this like I would say it to her. Um, you actually. should, yes, absolutely. Um, That's how you should do it. You think of uh, how we drive a car, um, and whether that car takes gas or you have to charge that car because it has a battery. At a certain point, the car starts to slow down, or it needs to um, to be refueled, or it needs to have its battery recharged. And our bodies are just the same way. We need to do that at night. Um, and our brains. And yeah. our brains. Yeah. And when we go into deep sleep, I often like to tell Marlo too, to mostly to get out of the room when she won't let me leave at bedtime. But I say, where where do you want to meet up in a dream tonight? I'll meet you there. You tell me. And she says, like, we're going to go fly on a cloud. Oh, great. I'll get my cloud and I'll come meet you. Where are we meeting? And we'll have a whole conversation about where we're meeting in our dreams, but um, oh, that's smart. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and she that's wants better than what I do, which is tell her that there are zombies under her bed. <laughs> There's that's there. That's my another one of your jokes. That's one of my favorites is whispering her, whis whispering to her at night um, things to help her go to sleep. Like there is no god. Oh well, they're not meant to. That the joke isn't about helping her sleep, but yeah. Well, whispering to a it baby. was when she was a baby. Yeah, but um. An infant. But yeah, so I try to t I try to tell her that to make her think, you know, when she's going into her dream, maybe she'll see mommy there. That'd be pretty cool. Then we could go do things you don't get to do in real life. I, that's great. Yeah. That's great. All right, Amber Tamblin. Thank right. you very much for uh, marrying Honey, me. Honey, bunny, boo bear. <laughs> um, and uh, so this probably won't come out. We're just doing this to humor you. But okay. uh um, it was, uh, nice to have you come down to the office. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I, it's an hour of my life. I won't get back. Uh, actually you can go on YouTube and get it right back if you'd like. <laughs> That's the beauty of a podcast. Senses Working Overtime is a HeadGum podcast created and hosted by me, David Cross. The show is edited by Katie Skelton and engineered by Nicole Lyons with supervising producer Emma Foley. Thanks to Demi Druchin for our show art and Mark Rivers for our theme song. For more podcasts by HeadGum, visit HeadGum.com or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it on a future episode. I'm not going to do that. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum podcast.